Now, in studio, your lending expert, family man, and servant leader, who's committed to honoring and empowering San Diego's servant leaders to rise up. Your host of Rise Up Radio, James Carmody. Welcome to Rise Up Radio, folks. I'm your host, James Carmody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Wow. Holy smokes. Episode 128. Todd, who would have thought we would have made it this far? Amazing. Amazing shows and amazing guests. Every single guest you've had on has been awesome and really has uh, made this uh, city a better place. Thank you for that. And that's, you know, that's really kind of you to say. I know you have a lot of different shows that you manage and oversee. So coming from you, that means a lot. James, your show is always positive, which I love. And I'm a San Diego native, so I love to see people in, positive people in San Diego being highlighted. Absolutely. I mean, and that's, that's what Rise Up Radio is about, folks, is about sharing the good news. At the core, that is what we are doing. We are sharing the good news. We're sharing stories, and we hope to inspire others to do more and that you can do that. And really, we want to take servant leaders from the community and give them a platform and a voice to share what they're doing. Because San Diego is America's finest city, and we're rising up, and we're continuing to share the good news. I have multiple servant leaders in studio with us today, and we're going to start with two that are in a different space, space that I'm actually not too familiar with and I'm really excited to talk about. Um, but we have a Marine veteran who is the founder and CEO of Lendit, along with his vice president and senior engineer of Lendit, uh, Andrew, Drew, Adrian, and Alex Weber. Guys, welcome to the show. Oh, we appreciate it. Happy Thank to be here. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for being here. I know you guys are super busy. Um, Lend it. I like. I know enough to be dangerous. I'll be the first to admit I am not a computer science guru, um, but I hope to learn a little more to actually be dangerous today from you guys. Um, but before we get into Lend it and like the cool stuff that you guys are building and what you're developing out there in the marketplace, you know, want to talk a little bit about your background. You know, Andrew, I know you're a Marine veteran, but even before you know getting in the Marines, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? What's your background? Uh, so I actually always just say America. Uh, America. My, my dad was a pilot. Uh, okay. So we moved 13 times growing up. So all yep. over the country. Uh, and then I have four brothers who served. What was your favorite place to be stationed? Uh, Germany, I'd say. So okay. we lived in Germany and Japan was probably my favorite. How old um, were you when we were there? Uh, Germany, sixth grade. So I was young. Okay. Um, but it was a pretty cool place to be a kid. We actually, I was uh, among five other Americans in our town. Yeah. Um, and we had a cave where we literally hung out. Like a okay. bear's cave, hanging out in a legit bear's yeah. cave in Germany <laughs> so, when you're like, yeah, exactly. 13. You know, it, it you know it sounds pretty nerdy but funny, but it uh, if you can watch Lord of the Rings, that's what our backyard looked like. That like, sounds amazing. It really was. It was a pretty cool place to be a kid. Right. Um, yeah, I was really blessed, and then uh, had four brothers that served as well. Uh, I actually didn't have any intention until my senior year to serve, and then uh, my dad was an officer in the Air Force uh, pilot. Mm -hmm. And we actually uh, were discussing. I was like, well, I'm going to go join the Marines. And he's like, okay, you do that. <laughs> he's like, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, and so I did. And, uh, you know, and it was one of the best decisions I ever made. Yeah. Um, so I went into the Marine Corps, and my original job was to drive 26-ton tanks in the ocean. Uh, it's how we invade countries. Uh, so it's amphibious uh, assault. And so then I got tasked to be a machine gunner. Uh, they didn't have a lot of space in Afghanistan for an aluminum tank. Nice. Um, so uh, I got really good at shooting, and I was on the 50 cal. So I got put on a six-man team uh, and then deployed to Afghanistan as a machine gunner. Yeah. Uh, and then when I got out, I was very blessed, got accepted to San Diego State University through the uh, Leadership Scholar Program. 
So it's awesome. a program that really helps Marines uh, get guaranteed um, admission. Yeah. And then at the same time, I met with uh, Stephen Talent. Uh, I know that you've previously had on the show yep. at Fortinet, and I uh, ended up helping him manage the uh, veterans program at Fortinet for the United States and Canada and working on the MSSP team. Um, so that's a little background by myself. It's been a wild ride, and then you know I started this company. Fantastic. And you, you started it with your uh, your partner in crime here. Yep. <laughs> yes, Andrew, who's our, he's our computer scientist, you know. Alex, what what is your background? Where are you originally from? So I'm a born and raised native uh, to San Diego. Very proud. It is truly America's finest city. I, I stand by that 100%. You're native. You guys are a unique breed, a special breed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we are. We, we're very familiar with the weather and how great it is here. Thank you for appreciating it. You know, <laughs> the, the, us transplants definitely have a love and affinity and zero complaint tolerance policy around weather. <laughs> yeah, so I have been programming since I was about nine years old. I got into it when I was playing video games and I wanted to change the way the video games worked. So that really? was sort of my approach to learning video games or programming. And were you actually like taking the machines apart or were you like, all right, I'm going to actually write, rewrite the code for it? I was basically injecting code. So I was writing code and that code would get loaded into the game itself. I wasn't taking anything apart, but I was taking the software apart. Give us just like a quick for instance. <laughs> So one of the things that I originally did was I wanted to build missile guidance software inside of one of the games that I was playing, right? And the okay. way that I had to do that was I took a programming language called Lua, and I wrote some lines of code. I just typed that on a keyboard, some stuff, and then I copied that file into the directory of the game. I ran the game, and the stuff was there. So you basically just, like, beat the game in seven minutes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's magic. Basically. It, it really is an awesome thing, though. Programming is my passion. Yeah. And it's so awesome to have something that you really, truly enjoy doing. I was watching a lot of your guys' shows. And I can tell that you probably feel the same way, just the passion, right? And that passion is what I have for programming. And I, through high school and going into college, I just got so familiar with all these other types of programming languages because it was just so fun. I... I didn't do super well in high school because after school, I just went home and started programming, right? But going into yeah. college, these classes I were taking were applied programming classes. So, mm -hmm. you know, I had a much higher GPA, obviously, because I was doing what I loved. So around the time that Drew started Lendit and he talked to his friends, he reached out to me yep. and he said, hey, are you interested in joining this company called Lendit, right? And it didn't really go like that. He said, hey, here's an NDA that you have to sign. There was no other, <laughs> no other preface at all. Here, uh, sign true. this three-page document. Don't ask any questions. Once your signature is there, we can then talk. Maybe that was like basically what it was. There, yeah, so <laughs> I, I, I just handed this paper. Meanwhile, and the NDA was like Googled and put together. Okay, we can just cut and paste, put legal, that in here. Legal Zoom is That's great. Right. <laughs> so I, I signed this three-page paper, not knowing anything at all what I'm getting into, right? And then yep. Ray, who's uh, Drew's friend, says, so it's a startup. You know, they want to look into hiring engineers, right? And my experience with, with startups is one that many people in computer science are familiar with. And that, number one, they don't know what they're doing. And number two, they have no idea how difficult it is to accomplish what they're doing. People will say, hey, I need you to make a copy of Pinterest, but it's going to, you know, take one week and it's going to be $100. Sounds good, right? And that's, that's, that's ludicrous, obviously. So I go You're to like, what planet are you on? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I go to this meeting with Drew thinking that I'm just going to completely just rip him to shreds because he obviously <laughs> has no idea what he's talking about. So I go to this meeting and I don't have any sleep at all, right? So I'm not really in the best of moods, but I show up and Drew just has this way of explaining it and selling it to me that just makes me realize if, if 99 out of 100 startups are trying to screw you, 
this is the one out of a hundred that is legitimate and is worth putting my time into. And that's sort of how I joined Lended and started working with Drew. That's a great story. So, so you, it's our first you, day. You, right, it's our first day. Great <laughs> meeting you. I'm no longer grumpy and I have a shred of trust. Yeah. I will now sign your NDA and we can start talking. Yeah. How long ago was that and what's, you know, what's the path been like since? So that's been about a year and a half. Okay. Uh, and it's, you know, it's a great path. Uh, Alex really is my right-hand man. Yeah. Um, you know, I started this company by myself and I was by myself for a year. Mm-hmm. So when I started the company, it really was more just a really cool idea um, and you know, when I was working in cybersecurity, I was making good money and I was like, I'm going to buy the LC, buy the trademark. And that way, if I want to do it, I can. Sure. Um, but then when Alex joined, so the company didn't really start until Alex joined, to yeah. be honest. Um, it was a lot of just planning and thinking prior. And, you know, Alex and I, it's funny, we are complete opposites, but pretty close. Um, but we have a lot in common. And I think that you know, my weaknesses are his strengths. It's more like and compliment than opposites, I yeah, think, is what for it sure. is. And I, it's just a really good work dynamic. Um, I think Alex is one of the few people, including my wife, that can stand me for more than 24 hours. Um, you know, so that works out. We need to keep those close. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, it's a, it's a really good work dynamic. Awesome. So, I love the di- dynamic. I love the story. What is Lyndon? You know, um, some of our listeners may know what it is. Some have never even heard of it. What is mm-hmm. it you guys all do? Yeah, so Lyndit uh, really began in the beginning. I wanted to go rent some kayaks. Okay. And I wanted to take a friend to uh, La Jolla kayaking, and I got online, and I did what everybody else does. I Googled kayak rentals. Right. And then I saw that there's 50,000 results. Right. You know? And so it's basically, all right, well, number one, you're the lucky company I get to pick. So I click on it, go through the process, and it ended up the kayaks actually weren't available. So then I had to go back, go back to the Google search, click on another right. company, and I was like, this is a pain. Um, and so that night I was, uh, enjoying a beer with my neighbor and I told him, I was like, Hey, I'm trying to find an easy place to run a kayak. Cause I just got annoyed with online. And he's like, well, I have two. He's like, why don't you just borrow mine? And I was like, there's gotta be an app for that. You know, this is after Uber Lyft. And I was like, I wonder if we can just sure. rent from somebody in town. And I couldn't find anything and I, right. and I couldn't sleep cause it just bothered me. And I, so I researched and I found one company in Europe trying to do it one in Canada. So it was a very new concept. Uh, So the beginning, it really was as simple as that. I have stuff. You need stuff. Let's rent from each other. Lower consumption. Right. Um, And then it turned into this whole other aspect where we found that the rental industry, uh, business owners, um, is a very underserved industry. Mm -hmm. And so we started making features on the app only for rental businesses. Uh, So that's what really made us different. But now we're going into becoming a SaaS company where they can uh, have What is SaaS for us, non-technical? So software as a service. So they're going to use that uh, to run their business. So it's basically helping to lower consumption and making renting a lot easier. Got it. So, you know, just to kind of recap. So you want to rent kayaks, you go, you Google it like any one of us. You Google, Yelp, whatever. Comes back, you click on it. Not available. Like, really? And then, you know end up talking to neighbor like, wait a minute, there's a missing in the marketplace here. People have stuff. People want to rent stuff. I don't want to go spend 500 bucks on a kayak. I want to spend X amount to rent it and use it for a couple hours and go enjoy it mm-hmm. and then bring it back. And you saw that there's a need in the market. There's nothing there to serve that. And you guys set out to start to fulfill it. Yep. Correct. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Finn. Fantastic. Folks, this is this is Lendit we're talking about. These guys are disrupting. Think about, you know, I, I don't want to use the analogy, but I do. I'm going to. It's like Uber for renting stuff. 
what are those things in your garage that you may or may not be using that you could actually monetize and reduce consumption by having someone else use them versus taking up space in your supply closet or garage. So super excited to learn more about Lendit. Um, we have the founder, Andrew Adrian, and the senior engineer, Alex Weber, in studio with us. We have to take a short break. Stick around. We'll be back in a few. AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Hi, everybody. This is Michael Horn, and along with my co-host, Matt Passant, we host What's Cooking Today. Join us every weekday evening at 8 p.m. right here at AM 1170, The Answer. It's the nation's food, wine, restaurant, travel, and entertainment show. Join us each evening, Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, tail-wagging, backyard-hanging, and, of course, companionship. And what breed would you say Satchmo is? I'd have to go with maybe a lavish terrier hound chihuahua-looking kind of mix. Tremendous dog. Mm, I'd also like to point out Satchmo's coloring, a white, gray, brown, black brindle, simply marvelous. You know, it's such a treat to watch a dog like this. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance, so common with this group. And finally, the loving face lick. It's great how he just gets in there and, well, licks. Fantastic. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. No one likes traffic. All you want to do is get home and relax. And if you're me, eat a burger. You know what else no one likes? Fake news. It's time for a reality check. And from someone who tells it like it is. And that's me, Andrea Kay. The Andrea Kay Show, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. on AM 1170, The Answer. Sepsis kills more than 258,000 Americans every year. And the number of people getting sepsis is rising. Anyone can get sepsis, but those who are older or chronically ill are even at higher risk. You can reduce your risk of developing sepsis by getting your flu and pneumonia shots, practicing good hygiene, getting immediate care if you develop signs of an infection. Every minute counts when it comes to sepsis treatment. The sooner you get treatment, the better the outcome. Sepsis is a medical emergency. Help stomp out sepsis. Sepsis.org. AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back. You're listening to Rise Up Radio, and we are disrupting the gaming industry per our sound guy, Todd. We actually we have some very smart folks in studio with us. We have the gentleman from Lendit, uh, Andrew Adrian, who's a retired Marine and is the founder of Lendit, as well as Vice President and Senior Engineer Alex Weber. Gentlemen, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. So, Lendit, you guys are disrupting the marketplace. Just, you know, quick, what's your, what's your mission with Lendit, and, and where are you guys going? So our mission, you know, it really, when we started this, it was just a cool idea. We want to make it easier to rent stuff from each other. But it really opened it up to a way bigger problem that exists, um, and that's overconsumption, overbuying. Um, right now, yeah. they actually estimate that there's 50,000 storage units in the United States, and we're at 95% capacity. And wow. our solution is to build more storage, and that doesn't make sense. Nice. And one out of 11 U.S. families pay $100 a month. For their storage. One in 11. One That's out of 11. That's an interesting statistic that yeah. I would not be aware of. Correct. And so, you know, this really opened our eyes and we want to change that. And that's why we're also really engaged with rental businesses, so existing businesses. Yeah. Because we think that because renting is difficult, that's what equals to overconsumption. And so our mission now is to make renting more convenient than buying. 
And so we've actually partnered with three delivery companies. So okay. soon you'll be able to have everything delivered to you. You don't even have to go meet someone. You don't have to go to the rental business. Yep. Uh, the rental businesses too that didn't have delivery as an option prior, now they do with these delivery partners. Great. And we're making a full operation software that they can run their entire business on from employee scheduling all the way to reservation management. Um, and what's important about this is that it's putting the rental industry into 2018. Um, and I think we truly believe that if we can make renting more convenient, we can change our society. And we've already talked to retailers too, who are interested in putting uh, rent to purchase models and new revenue streams of rental departments. So imagine if you went to Target and they had a rental section. That's the future. We don't have to consume as many resources as we do. So yeah, we want to change no, I, I love it. I mean, you know, it, my wife and I are young parents. We have an 11 month old at home, and we've literally encouraged them friends like, like, don't buy him anything. The, the beautiful thing is a lot of stuff's just given to us, but it's like you use it for a certain period of the child's life, and then it either goes to goodwill or, thank God, we pass it on to another friend or someone in our circle that can use it. Mm -hmm. um, but that's just, I mean, one small niche, you know, infants. I mean, there's so many things. So I love that you guys are thinking about that. I mean, that just sounds exponential with the, with, with the rent-to-purchase model and, and really disrupting. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. One of our uh, businesses we're talking to already is uh, actually that they rent out baby equipment uh, for yeah. traveling parents. And so now that's going to be available, you know, your strollers, whatever you need. And so that that really is our goal. And we, we know that there's going to be things you're going to buy. We're not trying to say that. But there's a lot of stuff we don't need to buy. Yeah. And that's what we want to change. Um, you know, and right now when you think of renting, you think of camping, you think of kayaking. Well, why not your ironing board? Why not your tool? You know, we don't think to rent those things because it's not available. Mm. And we think they're not available, but they actually are. There's a lot of businesses that offer those types of uh, uh, products, mm -hmm. but we don't know that you can rent them. So if we can make that apparent, make it easier, make it more fun and more convenient, you would rather rent than buy it. And how are, and how are you guys doing that? How are you sharing the information? How are you getting the word out? So we have a really awesome marketing intern team with uh, two people that are in the studio today actually with us. Fantastic. Sarah Documenting our footage and going to you know, make us look great. Exactly, yes. <laughs> yeah. So one of the ways that we're trying to make sure that all of these businesses and people know about is with a lot of online marketing. We okay. have a Facebook page and we have Twitter and we have an Instagram. Um, really, though, the person who's amazing at sales, amazing, who even has a sales background is, is Drew here because he was uh, – you know, you're the best at that pretty much, right? <laughs> I mean, I've gotten us all to not get paid for a while, so I guess that speaks to it. You can sustain on peanut butter and jelly for yeah, a while. Right. We, uh, we're talking about making a shirt that says beans, rice, coffee, and it's startup <laughs> life, you know, because that's pretty <laughs> much what you live on. Um, yeah, I mean, and that's the word that's getting out, and it's really amazing organically. So, you know, we've gone through a kind of a pivot in a sense yeah. because we released the app, and the whole app was supposed to be – just that, where you can yep. post your items rent from people or businesses. Yeah. Um, and since then, we've gotten 850 users organically. Um, and that's just since November. Wow. And we have over 30 businesses on the app. Um, and we have almost 2,000 plus following on social media. Okay. Uh, so a lot of people really like the concept. But yeah. then we found an even bigger problem was it with the rental businesses. Right. We actually had a business owner tell us it's like uh, winning the lottery. You hope they click on your website or they walk by your shop. Yeah, that's I mean, the main way you get your example totally resonated with, yeah. with me with the kayaks. I'm like, that's what I do. I go to like Yelp or Google. I skip past the paid advertising ones and I go, who's one or two? Yep, <clears throat> exactly. And then 
the number 10 guy never gets a, gets yeah, a spot. Yeah, page two, forget it. Exactly. And so we're making it so you can have a very profitable business being a rental business in 2018 uh, because we get that visibility out there. So we're creating a consumer-facing market. So you think about it, it's kind of like Amazon in a yeah. sense. Amazon made a platform, not like eBay, that was meant for individuals, but made a platform for businesses to sell their products yep. on a world market. Yep. And so the business's advantage is they have that dashboard they can put up their products and then the consumer sees it. We're yeah. doing the same thing. So we're promoting the customer facing the app and our upcoming website while the businesses are going to have a full operations dashboard behind that to run their business. Great. How do like, you know, our listeners, we're listening to the show, we're, we're sharing it. How can we get behind it? Like, I, I think your idea is just brilliant. You know, I like what you guys, what you're sharing, what you're creating. What do our listeners need to know? Like, how do we follow you guys? How do we get the word out? How do we continue to move this thing forward? So we're it's uh, Lend It Now on all social media and the Lend app. Lend It Now. Yeah, so we had to do Lend It Now. Lend It Now. Um, and so that's the name we chose for the app. Uh, so they can follow us there. And I would also say, you know, not even just for Lend It, but also ask yourself more every day, do I need this item? Do I need to buy this? Uh, make the lifestyle change. You know, even if you decide not to use Lend It, I'd ask you just to be a little bit, more conscious um, on what we're doing to our environment. Um, you know, it's sad that there literally is a trash pile in the ocean twice the size of Texas. Yeah. Um, and we forget this. And I think that I would be happier if people just stopped that even more than getting on Lindit. But I know that Lindit's going to make it a lot easier for them to do that. Um, you know, just an example, we have 34.5 million tourists per year to San Diego every year. Um, and they spend about $9.9 billion to our economy. Imagine if we made it so renting was even easier and how much that could help our local businesses. So that's what I'm excited about, to help our city, to help our grow, and then change the world. I love it. Alex? Yeah, I mean, Drew said it better than anyone ever could, honestly. I am so excited about Lendit because of what Drew's been talking about in terms of the changes that we can make, not only at a local scale for San Diego, but at a global scale. I mean, this whole island in the middle of the Pacific made of trash, if we can just help contribute to the reduction of that, that would make me more than happy. So if, as a viewer, if you want to help lend it, just make sure to be a little more considerate about whether or not you want to buy something or, you know, instead of throwing it away immediately after using it. Agreed. 100% agreed. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we were talking a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about reduce, reuse, recycle. You know, reducing your consumption, reusing things that you can and recycling what you can. Um, huge. I mean, in, in, I don't know what the term is for this trash pile in the middle. I think it's. An I think ocean. they call it garbage island or something like that. It, it, it's, yeah. something, it's atrocious. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I love that your platform is, is thinking that way. You're moving in that direction and you're creating a whole new economy. Yep, exactly. And you that's know, for the, these retailers. Well, what's exciting too, so I don't know if you're familiar with the e-commerce platforms like Shopify, Wix, Squarespace, where you make your websites. Yes. Right? So that's what yeah. our main goal is, is that right now that was made for retailers. So yep. if you sell products, you can make your website, have your business running tonight. Yep. If you're a rental business, you can't do that. You can make your website informational, but then you have to go find rental software to plug into your website because you mm -hmm. need reservation management. You know, there's a lot that goes into it, deposits, et cetera. And so right now we're building that where you'll take our software and plug it into your website. But eventually we want to be a full e-commerce platform where you can design, host your website and run it on Lindit. And what the beauty of that is, so let's say that you have 10 surfboards. Well, I don't really want to go rent from 
your house, right? Right. But if I see uh, Encinitas surfboard rental and you look like a legitimate business, I'm more likely to rent from you. Sure. So that's what Wix, Squarespace, Shopify did for the individuals. Is I can start my own business. I look professional. I have a nice website. Now we can do that in the rental space. Love it. We've, so go ahead. We, we've spent a lot of time talking to these businesses, these small businesses who do rentals, and mm-hmm. it's almost amazing how old their software is and how in need of an update that it requires. What we're going to do with the Lendit CRM platform is able to bring these companies to 2018. Why don't you talk about the data and all your features you plan to do? Yeah, there's so much cool stuff that we can do with such an advanced, modern sort of tool like Lendit. All of the software that they use right now is from 2000s or something like that. And it looks like it's from that age too, right? And one of the really cool benefits that our businesses will get by using our platform is the amount of data that we can collect and aggregate and analyze. Because when they look at their their rentals for a day, we can do prediction analysis to know that, hey, tomorrow it's going to be 75 degrees out. You're probably going to have 12 scooters. And then that way the businesses can prepare for what Smart. they're going to expect. Mm-hmm. So a lot of applied computer science, which is what I love to do. Fantastic. And I can tell you know what you're talking about. The passion that you convey is is inspiring. That's great to hear. I <laughs> just you can tell I love computer little science. toot to Alex. He did seventy five thousand lines of code in thirty nine days, um, which is a I lot. even know what that is. It sounds like a lot. It's a lot. It's uh, it was a <laughs> lot of uh, late nights. <laughs> yeah, there was one night. It was three a.m. I was working probably sixteen hours, and I had just finished this huge you know project in my programming. I lift up my fingers and they were like tingling from the amount of lines that I yeah, just that programmed. My, that was at my house, yeah. <laughs> Drew just walks in with like a, no, a he bowl looks- of rice beans and another cup of coffee. Yeah, you make it <laughs> seem five. like Good I job, just, man. Like, I have like such a nice life. Like I'm there with I almost deleted our entire system, unfortunately. <laughs> See, that's something I would yeah. do. So real quick, fellas, you've been around, so it's a year and a half. What is the, what does the reach look like? So the reach right now is that we're really getting out to rental businesses. Yep. That's really our focus right now. Are you guys a Talking to the plate again, sports folks at PB. I love that you said that because I actually am. Fantastic. I mean, we're Just trying. That's, that's so. my hood, and I've, I've done business with those guys several times. No, that's great to know. Um, but, yeah, so we're trying to engage anywhere we can, but right now it's perfecting the SaaS software. Yep. And then we're going to go back to the app and make the consumer side even better. And then we're just excited. We're bringing on delivery partners. So soon you'll be able to go to a campground, order your tent, order your grill, whatever you need. It'll be there in 30 minutes. Awesome. Parting words, where do our listeners need to go to support you guys and push this thing forward? So on Facebook, go type in Lend It Now, and the same with the Google Play and App Store. And we just ask that you share, save, and smile. Share, save, and smile. You've heard it here. You've heard it here from the boys at Lend It. Thank you so much for being on the show. Can't wait to hear and follow you guys. Thank you. Stick around. Rise Up Radio. We'll be back in a few. The answer. This radio station exists to fulfill your insatiable appetite for news and information. If it happens here or around the world and it matters to you, we'll be the first to tell you about it and what it means. But that's not all. Our sister station exists to give your life meaning and purpose through the teaching of the Holy Bible. AM 1170, The Answer, exists to tell you about the world. Cape Race, 1210 AM, exists to change the world. Together, we can do it. Hi, uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, it had this phone number on it, and, well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. Yeah, hi. I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. 
Um, just want to call. I'm sure she misses it. I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck. Uh, and I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up, and um, it's good to go whenever you're around. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? We'd do anything for kids. Yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hey folks, Green Machine Radio. I'm Dave. And I'm Michelle. This is the only Green Machine Radio show in San Diego. Check us out, AM 1170, The Answer. Every Sunday at 1 o'clock. Imagine if I told you that an earthquake was going to hit tomorrow right where you live. That it would be 6.5 in magnitude with aftershocks occurring twice 25 minutes apart. You'd no doubt talk with your loved ones, and you'd make a plan today. It's true. I can't tell you an earthquake will happen tomorrow. But what if it does? Shouldn't you have a plan? Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. AM 1170. The Answer. San Diego. Welcome back. You are listening to Rise Up Radio. I am your host, James Carmody. Thank you so much for tuning in, folks. This is episode 128. Pinch myself. 128. We're in our third year, and it's all thanks to San Diego, America's finest city, supporting and loving us, and just the overwhelming demand for good news and hearing the stories of servant leaders Todd, it's just, you know, it's been such a blessing and a privilege to lead these conversations. You know, it's clearly not about Jennifer and I. It's it's about the community and, and people wanting to hear good stories. They're all they are all different stories and amazing stories. And like I said before, these these don't get highlighted as much as they should. So your show is really refreshing. And I continue much success with the show and I'm look forward to listening to the more servant leaders you have on. Well, thank you so much. You know, it's 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 just been an honor and a privilege to be with you and to be, you know, a part of KCBQ and this platform and, and continuing to spread the good news. So as we as we continue forward, we have another servant leader in studio with us. Um, we have the director of National Defense and Industrial Association, San Diego chapter, Kurt Warden. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I know and I know you guys are doing great things. Um, we're going to learn a lot about what the organization is doing, what the local San Diego chapter is doing. Um, but first of all, let's back up a little bit. You know, what's your background, Kurt? Where are you from? And you know, where where did you go to school? And how did you get to where you are today? Well, that's a, you know, that's a great story. Uh, it it really came kind of naturally that I ended up in San Diego as I joined the U.S. Navy in in the early '80s, and uh, uh, it seemed like a good place to be. What ha- what had you what had you choose the Navy? The Navy gave me a great opportunity, and I I couldn't pass it up. Got right. it. Okay. And and was your and like family military background at all, or? Uh, no, not really. Um, actually, uh, the last member of uh, my family to be in the U.S. Navy prior to me was uh, the Under Secretary of War for Lincoln's cabinet. So. So a long time ago, multiple <laughs> generations bit. ago. Okay, I'm like I didn't even know he had a Navy under Lincoln. So yeah, yeah, it was a small Navy. Right. So, so, got it. So, so not from military family. You choose to serve. 
you choose the Navy, and where some of the places you were stationed. So I primarily I was stationed in Southern California. Okay. Um, uh, so I met my wife uh, while I was going to school in uh, Pensacola, Florida. Yep. Um, and uh, we moved out to uh, San Diego uh, in the mid-'80s. So that was a great move. Uh, I was loving what I was doing. I always said, that, you know, hey, I just need something to do for a while, so I'll, I'll join the Navy and see what, where it takes me. See what happens. Uh, yeah, so so 10 years later, it came time for me to change jobs and move, and uh, the Navy said thought it would be a great idea if I went to Bremerton, Washington for a while. Okay. Uh, my wife decided that uh, that might be great for me, but she loved San Diego, and she was <laughs> saying, so <laughs> so she did. Um, and we, uh, I did a, a tour as a geo bachelor for a while. Okay. Uh, wasn't that bad because Navy kept bringing me back to San Diego. Um, nice. Keep the wife happy. Exactly. And and myself, right? So life was good, and the Navy treated me well. Uh, I ended up back in San Diego for my final tour 25 years later, um, you know, after you know, spending most of that time in and out of San Diego, uh, deployed on ships, and just really enjoying what I did as a job. Um, I mean, it's fabulous, fabulous work. Uh, I can't say enough good things about service in the United States Navy. It's full of opportunity uh, and provides, you know, just great opportunities for uh, everyone, really. Yeah, absolutely. And what was, you know, what was your transition like? Did you go right to NDIA or or were were you somewhere before? So so NDIA itself is a... uh, nonprofit organization um, headquartered in Washington, uh, D.C. Mm-hmm. The San Diego chapter is one of the largest chapters of okay. NDIA. Um, I joined NDIA uh, when I retired from the military okay. and took a position with a uh, defense industrial firm. Um, my background being entirely military, I had no, absolutely no uh, real connection with industry and I needed to get that and NDIA as well as other organizations uh, in San Diego allowed that to happen. Right. So I, I joined the organization. It's a fabulous organization. They've got, uh, they're doing great work. uh, And I, I want to explain to our listeners, you know, because some of our listeners may be familiar with the national defense and industrial association. Some may have never heard of it. So the National Defense Industrial Association is the oldest association of industries uh, in the U.S. and probably the largest uh, of defense industries. Uh, It started in the early 1900s and has evolved as it has merged several organizations. We've got a variety of affiliate organizations, including Women in Defense, uh, Precision Strike Targeting Association, and there are some other ones as well. Um, that are affiliated with the National Defense Industrial Association. But the, the principal uh, purpose of NDIA is to create a forum, uh, both for government and industry, to have ethical communications with each other uh, and just honest, open communications, transparency, um, and to provide uh, for a voice for industry to affect policy, but that's done at the national level. And not, is it specifically the defense industry or are there other industries involved? Uh, it is It is defense and security. Okay. So uh, there are some other industries, but the focus is is defense. 
Got it. Okay. And been around since the early 1900s. What does the organization look like now? Uh, the organization as a whole, as I said, it's the largest one, and, and I apologize, I don't have the numbers there. Yeah, but no, that's okay. The San Diego chapter itself uh, being one of the largest, we've got about 3,200 uh, members wow. locally. Okay. Um, and a host of uh, businesses are involved in NDIA, from large businesses to very small. As a matter of fact, most of the businesses in the San Diego chapter are small businesses. Got it. So... So, can you give us a you know a couple example of businesses that are a part of the association and what value do they provide and receive? What does that relationship look like? So the businesses types of businesses, as I said, range from very small businesses to yep. very large businesses. The large businesses, uh, ones people are familiar with, um, SAIC, Qualcomm, Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, yep. General Dynamics. Northrop Grumman, hate to leave one of the one of the primes out. Right, one of the big the, guys out. One of the big guys. There's very small businesses which could be individual consultants. Okay. That yeah. are doing work, uh, you know, out of their home, uh, to small manufacturers, much like my company, um, or medium-sized businesses, businesses that provide uh, services. Um, uh, Solve it uh, out of Oxnard. Uh, Indus Technologies, which is uh, based out of Old Town, um, so there are there are a lot of wide range. Yeah, wide range and a wide range of uh, skills, right? Okay. So, so everything from shipbuilding to construction to IT work to um, medical work to you know, manufacturing, you name it. Basically, if the government needs it in the defense capacity. And I, I can't think of anything really the government doesn't buy uh, that, you know, there there is a company somewhere in San Diego that is helping provide that, whether it's through supply chain, whether it's through manufacturing, whether it's through innovation, or whether it's through providing service to the government. Got it. And, and talk, talk a little bit about some of, you know, the legal and ethical forms. So, so one of the things that the government uh, and industry together uh, want to achieve is a, uh, is a forum that is open and transparent. The government doesn't want to bias any of its conversation toward one business to create uh, a, a situation where a business is uh, being unfairly provided opportunity they want to provide that opportunity broadly across uh, the business base and make sure that that fair, fair opportunity and competition is available uh, to everyone. Uh, they, do, they go to great lengths to make sure that happens. Um, and yeah, I mean, you have multiple, multiple entities bidding on a contract. You want to make sure that that process is fair. Right, for very large contracts. Yes. Right, so, so these are not small I'm contracts. Not talking about pennies here. No, no. And, and in fact... Uh, one of the studies that NDIA helps fund uh, mm -hmm. through the San Diego Military Advisory uh, yep. Committee is uh, the Military Economic Impact Statement. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So, so we, we're a part of that process. Uh, and I don't know if your listeners know, but uh, roughly $30 billion a year uh, to the San Diego economy comes from the defense industry. 
So. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know that that study is is very telling, you know, of the impact and the footprint of the military on the San Diego region. And I mean, thirty plus billion dollars. It's incredible. And so I think it's only appropriate that there is an association that helps kind of be the go between between business and the government and make sure everybody's playing nice in the sandbox and everything is being appropriate. Everyone should have an equal opportunity to participate. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Folks, you're listening to Rise Up Radio. Kurt Warden, the Director of National Defense and Industrial Association. The San Diego chapter is in the studio with us. You're going to want to stick around. We'll be back in a few. AM 1170, The Answer. Del Wamsley here. The only person who can change your life is you, but you need to know how. Listen to my show, The Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. The Del Wamsley Radio Show, weekdays at 7 p.m. and weekends at 8 p.m., right here on AM 1170, The Answer. Of course I want our kids to eat fresh, healthy foods all the time. But we don't have a supermarket nearby, so it's a challenge. I wish we were closer to good health care because of our son's asthma. Frankly, it's scary at times. I'd love for our family to live in a nice house near a great school, but... But none of these resources exist in our neighborhood. Many variables can shape the outcome of children's lives, like the zip code where they grow up. That's because not all communities have the same opportunities, such as quality schools and housing, fresh food, and good health care. There are many ways to improve communities, so everyone has a fair chance. Regardless of zip code, you can make a difference. Join with HUD and local leaders to improve your community. Learn how at hud.gov slash fair housing. That's hud.gov slash fair housing. Fair housing, shared opportunity in every community. A public service message from HUD in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. No one likes traffic. All you want to do is get home and relax. And if you're me, eat a burger. You know what else no one likes? Fake news. It's time for a reality check. And from someone who tells it like it is. And that's me, Andrea K. The Andrea K. Show, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. on AM 1170, The Answer. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back. You are listening to Rise Up Radio. This is episode 128. We are in our third year and we are going strong, continuing to rise up. Thank you for all the love and support. You're following us online at sdriseup.com as well as social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I almost forgot about Twitter there for a second. But thank you for the love and the support. We have an amazing servant leader with us who uh, is a Navy veteran. And is now the director of the National Defense and Industrial Association CEO chapter, Kurt Warden. Welcome back to the show, sir. Thank you again. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, you know, it's you know the the National Defense Industrial Association isn't necessarily an association that would be on the forefront and necessarily on people's radar. Um, but as we're getting to know and share the story, it's you guys are pretty much providing that connection between government and industry. And how does everyone get along? How does everyone have a voice? How does everyone be heard? 
and you, you, it sounds like you're working with, you know, big guys, your Northrop Grubbins, your Raytheons, your Qualcomm's, to the little mom and pop that might be bidding on smaller contracts. That's that's correct. Um, and and all of this, particularly for the San Diego chapter, uh, we're really kind of focused in on on the Navy. Yeah. Uh, San Diego's a Navy region. Um, we so, won't tell the Marine. Well, Marine Corps is part of the Navy. I like they, that. They count. I like that. That's part of the Department of the Navy. So, I like that. Okay, talk to so I know you know there's there's uh, there's an event coming up. You know, Navy Gold Coast. What is that all about? All right. So, Department of the Navy Gold Coast, mm-hmm. and, and we say department because the Marine Corps is included in that in that group. That's right. We'll just keep reminding them. <laughs> they just tuck under the Navy. That's right. They like they like to remind the Navy that they are the primary reason for the Navy being around, but that's okay. It's it's so. just you know it's 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 a symbiotic relationship. It is, um, but Navy Gold Coast itself is uh, the Department of the Navy's Office of Small Business Programs' uh, primary venue to connect small businesses with large businesses and directly with government purchasing agents in those in the 10, 10 buying commands that the Navy has. Okay, so, and what are those 10 buying commands? Uh, the 10 buying commands are Space and Naval Warfare, Sy- Space and Naval Warfare Systems Command here in San Diego. Okay. Uh, Naval Air Systems Command based out of uh, Maryland. Uh, Naval Sea Systems Command based out of Washington, D.C. Naval Facilities Command based out of Washington, D.C. Naval Supply Systems Command, I think they're based out of uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, Military Sealift Command, which is headquartered in Virginia. Uh, Strategic Systems Program Command, which is, I think, uh, they're probably out of D.C., but uh, they do a lot of work out of uh, the south, Mississippi Mississippi area. Offices of Naval Research, uh, Marine Corps Systems Command, which is in uh, Quantico, Virginia, and Headquarters Marine Corps Installation and Logistics, which is based out of Washington, D.C., Got it. Okay, so big reach, big reach, and uh, you know, so really, what that what that allows, what Gold Coast allows, that it brings all of those purchasing commands into one place, mm-hmm. uh, and allows businesses to interact with those commands and the principal suppliers. Those are the big guys. So a couple of couple of good San Diego ones we left out uh, earlier. Cubic, Biosat, uh, also also in that group. Got it. Okay. So what is what does this upcoming event look like? So it's a it's a two day event mm-hmm. with a special half day uh, on the front end, right? So okay. normally during a, a trade show you've got a setup day and then you actually go into the event. Mm-hmm. So this event has has three principal elements. Uh, first one being education. Mm-hmm. So it's an opportunity for naval leadership from Washington CDC to address uh, small and large businesses on the Navy's needs, uh, what those needs will be in the future. But again, it's 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 hosted by the Office of Small Business Programs, so that's really kind of their focus. Um, the other piece is the actual trade show piece, which is a traditional trade show. You've got uh, industry partners uh, presenting their technology. Uh, to each other and to the government. Uh, there's a match banking piece. And on Monday afternoon, we've got a host of government agencies which will be providing workshops open to the public. Um, 
no charge for that one. Uh, it's just, it's okay. it's open. So GSA will be there. Missile Defense Agency will be there. County of San Diego's purchasing agents will be there. Um, uh, Army Corps of Engineers normally participates. I don't remember if they're in this year. Um, the Program Executive Office for Enterprise Information Systems is doing a special section session during uh, Monday. Uh, the procurement technical assistance centers are also providing a variety of topics as well as other government funded activities that provide business uh, assistance to businesses, both small and large. Wow. A lot. Where, where do people go to get information? You know, if I, I want to learn more, I want to go attend. Uh, if you wanted to attend or, or come, uh, the, uh, the website, www navygoldcoast.org is uh, has links to uh, all of the information for the program uh, registration and everything else it, it is being held at the convention center san diego convention center on the upper level uh the sixth in the afternoon are the workshops uh, and then the seventh and the eighth are the the actual days of the event got it okay so navygoldcoast.org um, what else do you want our listeners to know? What, what, where do we need to be educated on? You, you know, so the Navy, the Navy and the government in general, there are some very specific things that the Navy needs to achieve. And I think, mm. you know, in one of the aspects that is, may not be well known is that the Navy is really under-resourced, uh, for what it needs to do to meet the nation's requirements. Really? Yeah. It, doesn't have sufficient numbers of ships to meet all of its current requirements. Um, so some of those requirements go unfilled and other requirements get filled by extending deployments for ships. In order, in order for the Navy to meet those requirements, it, the bottom line is it needs more ships. And in order to achieve that goal, they have to do two things. Mm -hmm. One is build more ships, new ships. Um, I understand. I mean, we 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 had Rear Admiral Yancey <laughs> Lindsay on, uh, gosh, in the last two weeks, and sounds like there's more ships that are currently under construction and underway, in the process of making their way here. There are, but that takes a while. It does right? so. Uh, the other piece that that we're particularly concerned with in, here in San Diego is maintaining the current ships because those current ships are going to have to operate for longer than they were necessarily planned for. And that maintaining those ships requires that industry provide maintenance services to maintain them and keep them operational. And it's, it's not necessarily the shipyards that we're focused on on the small business side. It is the suppliers to the shipyards because a shipyard, like any major project, you know, has a, you know, the shipyard uh operates as the general contractor mm -hmm. and they have a lot of suppliers and subs that do their work. And those, yep. a lot of those subs are small businesses in San Diego. Um, and so we want to ensure that, that, that base of subcontractors for the shipbuilding industry and ship repair industry remains viable. Um, and that there's a lot of work in that. Okay. And what, you know, our, our listeners, our San Diegans, what, what can we do? What can we do to support you do to help? Well, there are a lot of things. I mean, certainly, certainly, there have been in recent recent years uh, a lot of uh, a lot of moves to 
reduce the amount of shipbuilding in uh, near urban areas. Yep. All right. So unfortunately, shipbuilding needs to occur near the water. Right. And people want to live <laughs> near the water. Shocker there. <laughs> yep. So so it, you know it's really education of understanding between both parties what what the community needs, what the Navy needs, and what the industry needs to be successful. But if there's if that understanding doesn't come between all three of those groups, then there's going to be some amount of friction and yep. pressure to 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 move uh, one direction or another. And hopefully, you know, ideally, again, what NDIA would like to do is facilitate an understanding between all the parties of of what the challenges are mm-hmm. and what the opportunities are. And what do you, you know for you with NDIA? What do you see in the future? Six, 12, couple years down the road. Well, you know, so so from a perspective from NDIA, again, NDIA being the voice for industry uh, uh, out in Washington, D.C., and mm-hmm. here, you know, to some extent, educating locally. Not, yeah. Right? That's, yep. that's really what we want to do. And ideally, sure. uh, we have an industry base that is proportionally sized to uh, the requirements and that industry base can provide a secure, reliable source of supply uh, to the U.S. government so that it can protect us as it needs to. Got it. Okay. Parting words for our listeners. What, what do folks need to know? If you're interested in doing business with the United States Navy, Navy Gold Coast is a place to do it at. NavyGoldCoast.org. Folks, you're going to want to write that down. Put it in your phone, NavyGoldCoast.org. Um, also check out NDIA, just get involved. You know, one in three San Diegans are related or directly connected to a military service member. And it's important that you're aware of what's going on. What are we doing? What do we have in the future and on the horizon? And you support that, you know, San Diego, in my opinion, is the number one military town on the planet. Sorry, Virginia, but it's our job to, be arm in arm, and it starts with an awareness. You know, you can't appreciate and really know what's going on until you have that awareness. So appreciate that. Folks, you have been listening to Rise Up Radio. You're following us at sdriseup.com. Thank you for the love and support. Follow us on social media. And remember, get out there, support your Navy, and rise up 